0: the new year is a time for change. It's a time many take stock of their lives and begin something spiritually nourishing. On Facebook, I ask this question, are you doing anything different in 2024 for daily spiritual enrichment? I want to hear more about that from you and from my audio compadre and brother, Roy Patterson. He is back with a heap and help of encouragement for you and me. After Christmas, we begin a spiritual enrichment series, talking about Bible reading and scripture memorization and Bible journaling. On Monday of this week, we talked about embracing trust, which I think is, you know, trusting in God is the bedrock. Tuesday, it was resurrecting a dead prayer life. And yesterday, I was really encouraged by Stephanie Nelson's story and her challenge to allow God to direct your life to connect with others. So today, we're going to focus on Motivation to follow through with all of that, not just talk about what you hope will happen in the new year, but actively pursue spiritual enrichment and nourishment. You know, you see, I haven't said the word resolution. Let's get started first by thanking our team, Ryan McConaughey, doing all things technical. Trisha's in the chair, our producer, Lisa, will be answering your calls. Also, thank you, friends and partners. I sent out a video today. To my back fence partners, people who give a gift each month, if you want to be one, boy howdy, get in touch today. I hope that video will encourage you with uh, thoughts from my desk. This month, partners and friends can receive an excellent book we talked about on Tuesday, Dr. Bill Thrasher's How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life. Do you know what it means to pray in the Spirit? This little book is a spiritual defibrillator. Give a gift of any size, we'll send it your way. How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life, go to chrisfabrylive.org. You'll see it right there, chrisfabrylive.org, or call 866-95-FABRY, 866-953-2279. And thanks for being a friend or partner with us. Since the beginning of this program, Roy Patterson has been one of our recurring guests. He is Community Relations Director at Moody Bible Institute, host of Music for Sunday and Urban Praise, Graduate of Moody and Trinity International University. You see him during Founders Week or anything that happens at Moody. Roy's around. He has a pastor's heart, a praise and worship leader, vocalist. He served as youth leader, senior pastor, substance abuse counselor. So he has an awful lot of experience, varied experience. He and his wife Lynette have been married for more than four decades. Roy, how you doing? I am doing well. It's a joy to be back with you, Chris. Same here, my friend, boy, a lot of water under the bridge we've we've been through a lot
1: we <laughs> a really lot. we really have we've seen some good days, we've seen some clouds, but uh, God has seen us through. amen. He's been faithful yes uh, he has. you don't
0: you don't like that word resolutions any more than I do, do you? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't hate it, but
1: uh, I know how easy it is to break them <laughs> because yeah. I've broken quite a few of them, and uh yeah, yeah i I, I think that we have to. Uh, move forward, glorifying God, magnifying Him, and leaning on His strength.
0: So that's the main point then. If you make a decision of doing something new, you're going to ask Him to empower you to do, you know, lose weight or whatever it is that's on the list, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's okay to have goals and to resolve to change, to move forward. I, th- I think that's good. But Whatever we do, we've got to do it to the glory of God and ask him to give us strength. Uh, There are people who think I need to pray about what God would have me to do. I get that. uh, I'm I'm with that. But I think there are certain things that we can do, and we can pray the prayer, Lord, if it's your will, I'd like to do this or I'd like to do Mm -hmm. that. And I believe God honors that. I really do. I think God puts it in us to have holy ambition and if it's not his will, he has a way of letting us know that as well.
0: So my question is, are you doing anything different in 2024 for daily spiritual enrichment? What, how would you answer that question? Um,
1: my pastor, Bishop James Curtis Austin, has asked us to pray three times a day, like Daniel. Really? And uh, the hope is that we don't get tossed into a lion's den. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) See,
0: that's the thing. Everybody wants the faith of Daniel, but (laughs) nobody wants the lions, right? (laughs) They
1: they, they don't want the (laughs) lions. They don't want the haters. They just want to ascend. And so, uh, you know what? I've found it so enriching, and it's so fascinating that uh, it's easy in the morning to do it. It's easy at night. But the middle of the day, somewhere in there, somewhere in the middle of the day, to uh, carve out a prayer time is is challenging, and yet it is so, so rewarding. So that's that's one thing. Uh, I'm also reading through the book of Proverbs a chapter a day, and uh, my goal in that is to become wiser. It's not just to say, okay, well, I read my chapter today. Right. No, I, I really do want to be wiser. Uh, I'm reading through the, the NLT, and so it says, instead of using the word fool, it uses the word simpleton or being simple-minded, and so I'm, I'm quite determined. Not to uh, walk in the path of those who aren't ready to deal with complicated issues. <laughs> I don't want to be I, simple-minded. I you get still, what I'm saying. <laughs> I still
0: like the word fool, but that's okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's here's what I've been doing uh, just this this year. I've noticed. Sorry about that, Ryan. Um, I've noticed in the first four proverbs. How often the, a word that has been... And, and wisdom usually jumps out at me. Right. But how often the word understanding comes out. And it starts in, in the second proverb. Son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listening closely to wisdom and directing your heart to understanding. Furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding. Mm. Go, I, uh, verse 6 for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Verse 9, then you will understand. It seems like God is saying in verse 11, discretion will watch over you and understanding will guard you. Mm-hmm. And it goes through 3 and it's in in 4. There's something about understanding. And I don't know what the Hebrew word is. I could, I should uh, text Eva Redelnik. She'd tell me. She or would know.
1: Off the top of their heads. Um,
0: but there's something about there, there's more than you know. You can have knowledge, and then you can have wisdom. But yeah. there's something about there's a delineation. It's almost like sword and spirit. There's a delineation of understanding it. That that's what God really wants for you.
1: Mm-hmm. uh It's interesting. NLT uses the phrase common sense, and mm. I, I like that phrase, especially when I look at it uh, through the lens of common sense. Is not all that common. You know, it's, it's just because we are so consensus-oriented. You know, how does everybody else feel about this? Your truth is your truth. My truth yeah. is my truth. Reality is that we've already agreed green means go, red means stop. But if your red means go and my red means stop, we have a mm-hmm. problem. Either the Bible is right or the Bible is wrong. And I believe the Bible is right and everybody else is wrong, and so we have to build our hopes on that, and uh, I believe that produces in us the wisdom, the insight, the understanding, the
0: common sense that's necessary to navigate this life. And being inquisitive, I think, is part of it, too, asking questions. A lot of people think, you know, Christianity is just all about the answers. Yeah. I think it's, it's about the questions. It's about the, you know, if if this is on your heart, don't beat yourself up for that. It's a good thing to follow that because the answers are there, but you have to have questions before. I think a lot of times in our approach to people who aren't Christians, we give them answers before they've asked the questions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tom Skinner wrote a book called If Jesus is the Answer, What Are the Questions? And I think it's super important that we do listen and um, we bring Scripture to, to bear. I think it's also important to have mentors because basically Proverbs is a book that comes along to mentor us. Over and over, Solomon says, this is what my father has said, or, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm saying to you, my child. And I need you to pay attention. I need you to take heed to this because if you do, you will have joy, you will have peace, you will have perseverance. You have what you need in order to succeed in life. And it won't always be easy. It won't always be easy, but you have the tools, the weapons, uh, the things in your quiver that are necessary to move forward.
0: Okay, I got a question about something you mentioned just a minute ago. Okay. I'm going to bring that up, and I know that you preached a message called uh, "Nothing Changes If Nothing Changes." We're right. going to talk about that today. Okay. And I want to open the phone lines for you. Is there something different that you are doing? for spiritual nourishment or enrichment, and maybe it is a lot of people are trying to read through the Bible in, you you do it three months, six months, or or a year. Is that what you're trying to do? Is there something different that you've done or begun this year? I want to hear from you, 877-548-3675, 877-548-3675. You can answer the question on Facebook as well, Go to the website to get there at Chris Fabry Live. <laughs> Chris Fabry live.org Roy is in the house. More straight ahead. He's back. Roy Patterson is back with us here on Chris Fabry Live. He's community relations director at Moody Bible Institute, host of Music for Sunday and Urban Praise. His forthcoming book is uh, being worked on right now, and uh, we'll talk about that when it, when it comes out. Amen. Um, we're talking about spiritual nourishment in the new year. What are you doing? Are you doing anything different? And I want to hear from you, but you said something a minute ago. You said that your pastor has been encouraging you to pl- pray three times a day. Right. In the morning and the evening are easier. It's that middle of the day that's harder. My right. question to you is, because I hear this a lot. You know, I oh, I'm praying for. What does that mean when you say I'm praying three times a day? What does that look like? What is the the form, the fashion? Do you have a list? Do you what do you do? Um, I'm connecting with God. That's the simple answer.
1: Um, I I in my case, I get down on my knees, and um, I develop that attitude of gratitude. You and I talked about that earlier, thanking God for health, for strength, for air to breathe, food to eat, clothes on my back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, things that I would typically uh, take for granted. And what I found is when I slow down enough to be grateful, um, I'm less worried. I'm less caught up in the cares of this life. So um, I, I try to practice gratitude during that time. I pray for family. I pray for friends. Uh, when I'm really spiritual, I pray for my enemies as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I pray for the Moody Bible Institute. I pray for listeners. Um, I'm, I'm praying for a variety of things. So there's there's no list. There's uh, no specific format. And, and I am you know familiar with some format prayer formats that are out there. But in my case, it's I just want to connect with my Father, and um, I, I want to um, cast my cares upon Him. I know he cares about me. Um, I've got a a relative, actually my stepfather, who's knocking at death's door. And so to be able to cast my cares on the Lord and to to pray for him in, in his situation. Yeah, these three times a day has blessed me because there's a wonderful, wonderful connection with God
0: and you probably pray at other times, you know, something will happen and sure. and you'll stop and you'll sure. you know just do this on inside and not verbally. But these are three specific times where you're you're connecting with God. And you mentioned the enemy thing. I was just reading in Luke this morning about, you know, the the uh, sermon on the plain. There's a sermon on the mountain and the sermon when Jesus was ah. on the on the plain. Okay. And uh, you know, you are Uh, You who are poor are blessed because the kingdom of God is yours. This is HCSB. And verse 27, I say to you who listen, love your enemies. Do what is good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Mm. Pray for those who mistreat you. And there's the thing. Anybody mistreating you? Anybody, you know, uh, any Detroit Lions fans? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who are listening, who are and I see this all over, you know, about the what the referee did and the didn't do. It's like, is there anybody who's who's been praying for that fellow who's under the, the microscope? Well sure. He reported. No, he didn't report. And I did the wrong thing in the mm. NFL. Blah, 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 blah. And uh I'm not saying that you have to pray for everything in the whole world, but if you feel mistreated by somebody at work in your family, rather than gossiping about that or commiserating with somebody else bring it to your father and yeah. pray for that other prayer and what you're doing is you're not just praying you know, and down curses on them, amen but <laughs> you rain down uh, but you're you're praying blessing in their life and help them and, and as you do that your heart softens doesn't it yeah it, it really does
1: uh, God has a way of taking your prayers and uh, taking them the right direction. Yeah, There's an old phrase that you should pray until you start praying, and mm-hmm. um, I've, I've got down on my knees one way, and I got up differently because I did have a chance to cast my cares upon him and to get God's perspective on things while I just waited in his presence. Whether I'm on my knees or sitting on the couch, sitting in a chair, or even walking, I get into his presence, and there's peace, there's joy, uh, there's comfort, sometimes there's rebuke. Uh, but God meets me. And that's to me the ultimate goal. It's not just saying some words. It's um connecting with God. And and yes, by faith. By faith I'm connecting with Him. And it's a wonderful, wonderful experience.
0: And not pretending either. That's the thing that over the last six months that I've been hearing again and again and again from listener from mm. guests, from Dr. Thrasher and others. God already knows your heart. Yeah, he does. He's commanded you to pray to him. There's a reason. God starts prayer starts with him. He's the one who's told you to go do this. So just be who you are. Just say if you're really upset with this family member or the referee. Wow. <laughs> you know, if if you you know, if you're caught up by that, just talk to him about it. Just <laughs> tell him about it. Tell him what, what's going on in your heart. And see what happens with that. See what kind of freedom it might bring. So thank you for answering the question about prayer. Yes, sir. Now take me to nothing changes if nothing changes. This was a message you gave, right?
1: Yeah, this, this past Sunday I was at Waukegan Community Church, uh, a suburb not far from Chicago. And so um, I think you have to first start off with what needs to change in your life. Uh, you know, is it your diet? Is it your exercise regimen? Um, is it your your relationship? Sometimes relationships are, are dysfunctional, and uh, we can find ourselves in situations where uh, people are mistreating us, and our default response is, "Well, I'm just going to be patient, and I'm just going to absorb it, and I'm just wait a minute, hold it." Uh, you're skillfully and wonderfully made, and you're the imago Dei. You're made in the image of God, and it's okay for you to say, hey, I don't want you to speak to me that way. I, I don't want you to deal with me that way. It's not right for you to cheat me or to mistreat me. That's that's wrong. So asking yourself what needs to change. Here's a point that uh, I think most, most of us have to deal with. Um, change is not easy. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, I think he said, if you want to get some enemies, try to change something. Hmm. I, like, I like the serenity prayer. I, I believe it's true. Uh, you remember how that one says, uh, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, it, it takes some courage to say, I'm not going to live like I was living, but I'm going to move forward. And not just because it's the beginning of the year, but because God has promised me life. And uh, Jesus even said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And I have to have the courage to step out and be and do what God would have me to do and be. Mm.
0: That's helpful, especially that question that you, that you had, what needs to change in my life? Yeah. Uh, and that, that can be a point of prayer where you can pray day after day. Father, I need to know what needs to change. You know, you have in your mind the things that you, that need to change. Yeah. But you want God's heart in this whole thing. As a matter of fact, we had uh, Dr. Thrasher on. I mentioned his book, How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life. Right? Right. <laughs> Dr. Thrasher, and right at the end of the program, it's very short. Here's the question that Dr. Thrasher says that he prays at the beginning of each year. I get before God and say, God, what do you want me to believe you for for this year? To me, that's better than resolutions. It's, God, what do you want me to believe you for? God, what do you want me to believe you for? Mm. I react to that.
1: I love it. Um, Dr. Thrasher is a friend. Uh, he's also a uh, a mentor. I've taken, I don't know, two or three classes with him. He's he's the real deal. He's He's a man of God, and so... Um I constantly feel goaded by him. That's the word of the day by the way, Chris. <laughs> I feel goaded by him to uh grow, <laughs> to walk in um in favor, to walk in the blessings of God. And so when I hear that, it makes me say I need to reach higher. I need to yes. believe God for more, not for my glory, but for right. the glory of God. I I shouldn't just settle for what others might think, okay, well, that's enough. No, I believe God has a call on my life and I want to live out his perfect will.
0: And it doesn't have to be, you know, super huge, great, you know, no. crusade no. And, and millions of people. It could be walking across the street to your neighbor. You know, it could be taking a plate of, of cookies or a meal to somebody down the street that yeah. you, really, you haven't met before and you're afraid to, to say something to them or they're from a, of a different religion and you don't want to be pushy and blah, blah, blah. God, what do you want me to believe you for this year could be as simple as just making a connection with somebody. I agree
1: yeah yeah I agree. I, I I grew up at a church in Cleveland, Ohio. I was born in Chicago, but I grew up in Cleveland. It was a Calvary church. There was a lady there named Shirley Warren. She would meet with us every Saturday morning at six a m. We were a bunch of high schoolers, and um I'm sure it's maybe five, six, seven of us. And um the impact she had on my life has led me to this microphone today. Hmm. that profound ministry of prayer, of seeking God, of obeying God. Um I'm grateful that she walked in that kind of obedience and that kind of love, and she was that kind of example. And so I don't think you have to stand in front of 10,000 people, but you do have to stand in front of God and say, God, I just want to do your will, no matter what it is. And you do that.
0: That's that's what it takes. So we have two questions. What needs to change in my life? Yep. And What do you want me to believe you for this year, God? Hmm. Uh, Those are the two questions. Here's a response from Donna to our question about spiritual nourishment. Are you doing anything different? Donna says, last year I read the Bible in a year and was pleased I was able to accomplish that. I wasn't sure I could. This year I'm starting at the beginning of the Bible again but I'll be reading it chronologically instead. Mm-mm. I don't plan to do it in a year. I want to spend more time in the Word and journal my way through it. One of your recent episodes I heard with Nancy demoss Wagamuth. she was talking about this. It took her five years that was my inspiration. So Donna, thank you for that. And Nancy, we re-aired that program Nancy was with us about a year ago, uh, first week of January, and she was talking about that same thing. Journaling, you know, reading through the Bible and journal every chapter, every book what it, what comes to mind or the questions that you have so that you're engaging with it. That's good,
1: isn't it? Oh, it's it's that's powerful to me. Um, It sounds like Donna just wants to know Jesus personally. I want to walk with God, and I don't have to uh, do this thing within a year or three months or six months. I want God to impact my life, and um, I say amen to you, Donna. Amen.
0: Colin called with a question. Is there a certain part of the Bible you recommend I first start reading and I don't know if he's never read the Bible mm. before, if he's a Christian, if he's not a Christian, don't know the answer to that. But let's let's just assume he's he's not a Christian, okay. but he's really interested in the Bible. Where should he start? What would your answer be? Wow. Um, let's say that is the case.
1: I love the book of Mark. I think it's to the point, and um, it covers quite a bit, certainly John, John. Um, Romans is sort of a, a heavier book. I think right. every Christian should read Romans, um, but it, it takes a while to comprehend some of the things that are, are in there and to pull those pieces together. And so I say start with the Gospels, get to know Jesus, uh, you know, get the heart of God, uh, his love, his compassion, his warmth, and the purpose of why Jesus Christ actually came. Um, he didn't come <laughs> just so that we could sing about Frosty or Rudolph mm-hmm. or. Um, observe the Grinch doing breaking and entering into people's <laughs> homes, stealing gifts. God help us today. Uh, Jesus came for more than that. Yeah. All right. I don't get an amen from that. Chris, and, what's and,
0: up? No, no, no. Amen, amen. Because I was going to say, the these the stock answer is, for me, is for the book of John. The okay. book of John is is the one that I would suggest for anyone. But you mentioned Mark. And that's where this message that you came from about change, yeah. you went to the, the fifth chapter. Mark is a a book of movement. It's a book of action. Absolutely. And, and immediately this happened. And after that, this happened. It was just like, it moves so fast. You could read it almost in one sitting if right. you, you take the time. But there is a, in Mark chapter 5, we don't have time to go into this, but in Mark chapter 5, That's where this nothing changes if nothing changes comes from, right? Yeah.
1: It's dealing, uh, the the portion that that I was preaching on this past Sunday deals with the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus. I like to call him Jairus. I'm sure when I get to heaven, that's what they're (laughs) going to call him. So anyway, uh, this woman has had this affliction for 12 years. She's lived in the shadows. She's lived in shame. She's an outcast. And yet nobody wants to live like that. But how can you bring about a change when what you've been consumed by isn't your fault and you really have no control? Um, I think there's some insights we can get out of her life.
0: Okay, I'm going to have you talk about her when we come back. And here's the number, 877-548-3675. A number of you have responded on Facebook already. I want to hear what the spiritual nourishment change you're making here at the beginning of the year. And if you have a question or a comment, uh, you want to talk with Roy, I got the line open for you, 877 548 3675. If you do nothing else, open to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5. When we get back, we're going to talk about that. And go on over to the website. You can find out more. You see a smiling picture of Roy. Click through today's information. See our featured resource right there and see how you can support Chris Fabry Live. Do that at chrisfabrylive.org and call us 877-548-3675. talking about making spiritual changes and nourishing our souls in 2024. And one of the things that's helped me in the last few months is to turn off the constant stream of the negative and focus more on the good work being done by people that the news websites don't give me, they don't talk about them. There is a constant drumbeat of the negative, of conflict, of rancor, and I get pulled into that really, really easily. It touches that nerve. You know, this is an injustice. Inside, one bright spot over the last few months has been the ministry of Care Net. And the knock against the pro-life movement, you've heard this uh, mantra, you only care about the baby until it's born. Then you don't care anything about it. And you don't care anything about the woman who has an unwanted pregnancy. And CareNet has quietly consistently shown the fallacy of that argument. For example, the ARC program. ARC stands for Abortion, Recover, and Care Ministry. It's led by Jill, who regretted her abortion that she had years ago, and now she directs that program, which leads women and men with abortion in their past, to resources and to programs that bring healing and hope and life. Click CareNet. It's a green button on our website, chrisfabrylive.org. Somebody you know needs the ministry of CareNet, and that may be one of the reasons why we exist here to introduce you to them. I ask of listeners as well as guests who come on the program ever heard of CareNet? And a lot of people have. Many haven't. Click the green CareNet button today at chrisfabrylive.org. Roy Patterson is with us. You've heard of CareNet, right? I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know some people that work there. Great people. They do some great work.
0: Yeah. And, th- and I talk with a, you know, do we have competition and then I talk with another agency that does some things like CareNet, And the woman said, Yes, we love CareNet. You know, we're not mm. in competition. We Amen. are we are together. Amen. Um, so take me to Mark chapter five. What was there about this that you wanted to talk about?
1: Well, Jairus is in trouble. He's got a 12-year-old daughter who uh, is sick. It's a time-sensitive issue because whatever the sickness is, it's, it's deadly. He says, Jesus, can you come to my house and put your hand on my daughter? It's interesting because he's a ruler of the synagogue. He's rich. He's powerful. He's got influence, has the ability to bring people in the synagogue and to also excommunicate people. And Jesus is already becoming persona non gratis. Uh, There's issues with the other religious leaders. They feel like Jesus is over the top. He's going to ruin things for us. We want him dead. And here's uh, Jairus saying, I need him, and I don't care what they think. I love my child. Jesus says, yeah, I'll go with you. As they're marching, walking, striding toward his house, there's this woman that's in the crowd or near the crowd she sees the crowd and she sees Jesus and she decides, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. The way it's written in the Greek, she keeps saying that over and over and over again, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch him. I can see her elbowing her way and mm-hmm. pushing people aside and, and striding And it's hard because she spent all her money already. She already tried to change, and she became worse because of the doctors who had misdiagnosed or mistreated, et cetera. And this woman, when she touched him, immediately was healed. And what fascinated me about this when it comes to change, uh, Jesus could have easily said, okay, well, let's keep going. All kind of people are touching me. He needed to do something else for this woman who had lived in the shadows, who lived in shame. He said, who touched me? And finally, she comes forward. After all of that hurt, all of that pain, she needed to publicly say, I'm healed, I'm delivered. I really do believe that there are folks who go through a variety of changes, and because of the past, they can't live in the future. They can't have real peace. They can't have real joy. They are really stuck. They're tethered to the past. And God has a way of saying, not only am I going to bring you physical change, I'm going to bring you emotional change spiritual change. This woman stepped forward, told him all the truth, and her life was changed from the inside out. In the meantime, Jairus is standing there, and as he's standing there, he can see people coming his way. They're his servants. These servants utter the words that he does not want to hear. Your daughter is dead. When they say those words, Jesus says, don't be afraid, only believe. When they get to the house, they have hired workers there who are wailing and crying. Literally, you would hire people to wail. Jesus says, hold it. She's just asleep. Well, for God, it is just asleep. For us, it's death. And so uh, they start to laugh. They broke the contract, and uh, Jesus put them out. And I encourage people this past Sunday to say, who do you need to put out of your life? I'm not talking about getting a divorce. I'm not talking about uh, getting away from your family, et cetera. But who do you need to put out of that sphere of influence? Who has a VIP pass that you need to revoke? They can, they can say what they want to say, but they cannot deny your destiny. They cannot veto the victory that God has for you. You have to take certain people out of that position of influence. And so with them gone— Jesus tells a little girl to arise. Now, in both cases, there's a 12-year-old girl. There's a woman that's had an issue of blood for 12 years. It says to me that God can do a lot with a little. He can minister to whoever you are, little girl, grown woman, grown man, little boy. It doesn't even matter. If you want change, God can do it. He can help you get to where you need to go. But you're going to have to shift some things, and you might even have to shift some people but let him bring on the radical change that's necessary in your life. And I, I want to say it one more time, Chris. It doesn't matter that this is New Year's. It, it could be July. It could be October. Whenever it is, God, I want to go higher in you. I want to go deeper in you. I want to know you better. I want to love, I want to love you more. And nothing will change if nothing changes. <laughs> yes, sir. So,
0: so for that woman what needs to change in your life she didn't have to pray about it she knew now she, she knew it man. she'd had this issue and for for a long long time and it had pulled her down and i like what you said about the people that, to get out of your life to to and and again you're not saying Banish them so that you never talk with them again. No, no, what you're saying not. is they have a they have a part an influence on your life right now from what they say to you, how they treat you, and you don't have to give them that uh, that prominent position in your life. Amen. That's what you're saying. Right? That's
1: absolutely what I'm saying. Uh, I couldn't have said it better. I, I, I think that's the part that makes it difficult because we're so used to it. There's an an old story about a guy who visits uh, a guy in the country, and when he approaches, he sees a dog that's moaning and groaning. And so he says to the owner, why's your dog making all these weird noises? He said, well, the dog is just laying on a nail. He's laying on a nail. He ain't just laying on a nail. Why doesn't he get off the the nail? Oh, it's easy. I guess it just doesn't hurt bad enough. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, it's too much fun to moan about, right? It
1: really is. That's my best country accent, by the way. And I have That's roots good. in West Virginia, so That's don't good. don't hate like me, it. everybody. Please.
0: Okay, so that takes me back to the Ken Boa story. I've told this here before, but okay. it's so good. And it's this man who's uh, going for a walk in the country, and there's another man who's walking toward him, and he's got three dogs. Okay, and two of the dogs are running out into the field, and it's just this feeling of freedom. It is a wonderful thing to watch. But the third dog is is right next to the man who's walking, and he's running in circles, just circle after circle after circle. And he wondered, what in the world? And he goes down to him. He says, "Tell me the story about these dogs. Why are those running over there, and this one is going in circles?" Right. And he says, "Well, you, you see, this those dogs were were raised on the farm, and they could, you know, they had freedom. This dog was caged and wow. has never known what it's like wow. to live freedom. So for him, when his friends, when the other dogs run away, he wants to be just like them, but all he knows is going round and round and round in that mm. cage." Mm. And I think there are people like that. I know it because I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah. And this is where, you know, what needs to change in your life for some some people know exactly this needs to change. This, there's a besetting sin or whatever. I keep yeah. doing it. So this needs to change in my life. There are other people who have just been running in circles for so long that they they don't see that they're running in circles. Hmm. And they need to be set free. There's a, a fellow named Jared who wrote on Facebook. Here's his what he's doing new in, the, in this year. Okay. I'm slowing down in my Bible reading. I find when I read through the Bible in a year, it can be too much in a given day. So I'm spending time in a book of the Bible, a chapter a day. Hmm. And I like that because even as you were laying out this story of Jairus and the woman, uh, issue of blood, and the little girl— There is this, when the crowds come around him, uh, Jesus says, "'Who touched my robes?' Mm. And the disciples, being the disciples that they are, (laughs) just like you and me, Roy, the disciples said, "'You see the crowd pressing against you, and you say, "'Who touched me?' Right. And basically this is them saying, "'Come on, Jesus, look, look at all these people around. "'How can you notice one person who touched you? "'What's going on there?' But Jesus cared about that woman. I that love that. One person who I love touched it. him. Okay, I've got, uh, I got someone who wants to tell you about something that is different for her. We're going to do that straight ahead. Roy Patterson is with us at the Radio Backyard Fence. Hope this is an encouragement to you today. More straight ahead on Moody Radio. I figured it out. I figured out the question I really want you to answer before we end today. And we only have less than 10 minutes, but I want you to answer this question. It's a, you, you can answer it in one word or one sentence. If you want, call me at 877-548-3675 And answer that question. What needs to change in your life? What need? And be honest as I, or, or just tell Tricia or Lisa, What needs to change in your life? 877-548-3675. Now we go on location to producer Tricia, because she has uh, some spiritual nourishment things. Go, Tricia.
2: All right. So the first one is my kids this year from one of their grandmas got gratitude journals, and this was just a simple notebook. Each one got a different one so they can tell them apart. So One child has lots of little flowers. like They match more of their personalities. And they're just lined notebooks. Um, And then on the inside cover, she put, this is meant to be a gratitude journal. I want you to write or draw three things that you are thankful for each day. And after 21 days, this will become a habit. And so I'm hoping we can start those soon. Um, and I'm just letting go of the fact that we didn't start on January 1st. And that's okay. So, so that, but, but they each got their own. And she included a pen and a pencil with it. And so it was just kind of there to, to help them be grateful and thankful for things. So I like I thought, that. Yeah, isn't that Complete great? Complete with pen and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's no excuses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and you know what I love about it, because I've, I've got uh, smaller children, grandchildren, and um, I thank God for gratitude and and gratitude and gratitude wonder in children. I, I just mm-hmm. do, because, um, man, our culture is gimme, 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 and why didn't I get this, and why didn't I get that, and no, I don't want that, I want this other thing, and when you see a child who's grateful, it's it's a blessing, and the more they can learn that at an early age, the more rich their life will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really believe that. Yeah. So yeah, she knew what she was doing when she, she gave gave that. Yeah,
2: she did. She <laughs> did. And then the second one, being very vulnerable here for me, what needs to change is I have I'm two days in, but I am um, switching my Bible reading to the morning. Um, instead of the evening, like I'm a night owl. And so I do far better paying attention and learning and that kind of thing at night. But I think it will, um, trickle down into my life more if I do it in the morning. Yeah. So I'm trying that. (laughs) Um, it's really, I mean, right. So far it's been like, get the kids out the door and then I can sit down. So it's not first thing, but my brain isn't functioning that early. Like I can't, I know I'm hitting snooze. Maybe four or five. That's why times. God
0: created coffee, <laughs> Tricia. Wow! I, know.
2: I also I didn't have any coffee today. I left the house. I was like, "Ha! Ah, okay, so so I'm going coffee list today too." So, uh, but I did read the Bible. So you know. Well, there you go. So far, so good. <laughs> there so you those go. Are, those are the two things I wanted to share.
1: Those are good I'm things. glad
0: you did, and and that good. whole thing of connecting, because Roy talked about that earlier connecting with your Father, and that's mm. what you're talking about. It's not, I need to do this because he got, because you can fall into that trap, Roy, of if I don't do this, then God's going to be mad at me, and then I'm going to stub my toe, and it's because I didn't read my Bible this morning. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. No, you, you're, <laughs> It's a relational thing, right?
1: It really is. It's uh, knowing Jesus and knowing the fact that He loves you, He cares for you, and He wants you. You to enjoy his presence And so uh, the closer we get to God The closer we get to real peace Real joy And uh, real knowledge of who he is And what he wants to accomplish In our lives for this day I do believe God has a greater purpose Than we can imagine And uh, we get to enjoy um, Whatever part of that Day by day And with each passing moment So I think you're right Chris I think you're right you got
0: a hymn in there too Did I? Well I try Every now
1: and then We're able to work it out
0: You know (laughs) Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me that needs to change. And I don't know if it needs to change as much as I'm anticipating what's going to happen because we are in an election year, in a presidential election year. And I know from what happened four years ago and four years before that, what's going to happen in the culture and what's going to happen in the culture is going to happen in the culture. It doesn't have to happen in me. So what I want to do is prepare my heart. What needs to change is when that swirl comes, I need to be ready not to be uh, in the whirlwind, you know, caught up in that. Yeah. So that that is, what, that is what rules my life and I live on that constant edge of, oh, look at what he said or she said and, and responding to that rather and but i don't know how to do that yet
2: mm, <laughs> i don't mm.
0: know you know the different changes I, I alluded to it i think a little earlier when i said i'm taking out some of the you know some of the media that i consume and some of the websites you know the news websites that i go to Those that's that's going to be pivotal in in calming my heart down. Not to stick my head in the sand and Mm -hmm. say la la la, it's not going on. No, it is. I just don't. It's like what you just said about the people that Jesus said, "Get out of the room," who Mm were laughing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to listen to those people all year long. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, This this
1: is the part I, I like about that story. There are people who think they can say, you will not succeed, you will not get victory, you will not move forward. And just like those whalers, they feel comfortable saying ashes to ashes and dust to dust when it comes to your destiny. And I think for most of us, we need to change in the area of boldness and saying, I'm not gonna listen to you, I'm gonna listen to God. And one of the best ways for me to listen to God is to get in prayer, to get into his word, And uh, not only uh, get into it, but uh, live it out. I I have to live out what God is saying versus what negative voices are saying, both from within and from without. So, yeah, I I think most of us have to work in that area.
0: Talk to the person right now uh, who—it was Colin who said, what should I read? Hmm. They don't have a relationship with God. They don't have. A, they're not praying three times a day. They are not praying one dime a day. Right, right and, right. and maybe there's church hurt in there, and they've been kind of you know leery of of the whole church thing. What do you say to a person who's kind of on the outside looking in?
1: I, I would say um, the words of Jesus. He says, "Come to me, all of you that are weary, that are worn, and I will give you rest." Because in your soul, there is a restlessness. There's a a desire to be whole. There's a desire to have forgiveness, to have freedom, to uh, walk in your purpose. And I'm here to let you know you will not find that outside of Jesus Christ. It's super important that the creation connects with the Creator. And Jesus Christ loves you so, so much. He loves you more than you love you. He cares about you more than you can even imagine. And all he's saying to you is, come to me. Come to me. Let me have an impact on your life. Let me save you. Let me forgive you. Let me make you and mold you into who I want to make you to be. And so come to him and rest in him. Forget what other people have said and done.
0: Hold on to Jesus. Let him hold on to you. Hmm. Jessica called and said that she has been reading the scripture out loud and, and actually praying out loud. Do you find that, you know, because I, when I pray in my mind and not verbally uh, or even whisper, I find that I get uh, unfocused, you know, I get distracted more easily when I do it. But when I'm actually speaking words, and I may look a little weird when I walk down the road, but <laughs> when I'm actually saying it, it, it helps me focus do you agree?
1: Yeah I, I do I, I mean I can I can do both but I, I think there's a special thing about saying what God has said and saying it out loud whether that's to another person or just in the atmosphere declaring that um, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want it's something special about that.
0: What needs to change in your life this year? And God, what do you want me to believe you for this year? Those are two questions that come out of the conversation today. Roy, thanks for being with us. God bless you, friend. Always a joy to be with you, Chris Fabry. And you come back to the Radio Backyard Fence anytime, even when you're not welcome here. (laughs) Even when we don't have you come on, you come on in, knock on the door. We're going to let you in, okay? Thanks. If you go to chrisfabrylive.org, you can find out more about Roy and the program. And come on back tomorrow for the program, which is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.